And welcome to episode 44 of the Postcast. I am Sean Fairholm here with Cassie Stein. We have something a little bit different for you planned today. No guests, but we're going to talk about five kind of random what-if questions in the game of golf. Let's uh, let's start with the first question here, Cassie. I'm, I'm going to let you go first. I'll follow up and then we'll, we'll alternate from there. Okay, uh, sounds good. If you were on the PGA Tour, which sponsors would you go after and why would you go after them? Okay, so I thought long and hard about this because <laughs> obviously I picked three sponsors because, you know, you need you need to spread your wealth a little bit. Of course. So I went with Tim Hortons, which is a coffee spot up here in Western New York in Canada. Absolutely. And I'm, addi- and I'm addicted to it, so why not? Um, I did go with Under Armour, which one are, is one of the golf brands. You need some clothes, you need some shoes, you need some style, and I really like their clothing. And then this last one, I kind of went off the map a little bit, and I went with Apple because Ooh. I use all yeah I, I, I use all Apple technology iPhone, um, I you know the Macs, um, iPads, whatever. So I would want to get Apple as a sponsor as well. I I find that very interesting. It's it's unique. Yeah, I mean you I mean you have technology wherever you go now, so. I think that would be a good one to have, and you to get the latest versions of basically everything um, all the time. So I, I would go with Apple. Okay, they probably have some yeah. good like data tracking. I'm sure that you can yeah. they could use. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like for your golf swing and everything yeah. like that. So why not? I guess. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. okay. So I've named my sponsors. Did you come up with any sponsors for yourself? Okay. So full disclosure, I also. Swear on my life, chose Tim Hortons as one of my. I did, I did. It was my number three. I seriously, for those of you who don't know, Cassie's from Buffalo, and I'm originally from Mississauga near Toronto. So, big, big Tim Hortons region of the of the of the world. Um, yeah, that was my third pick, Tim Tim Hortons, because I love the uh, love the fruit explosion muffins. So, I, I would want a lifetime supply of those. So, so. Uh, yeah, my, my first sponsor though, I would go with Chipotle, and uh, I would I would mark my ball with burrito. I think that'd be a really good PR move. Mark it with a burrito. Yeah, like that. a wrapped burrito uh, to be sanitary, but <laughs> but I think I think it'd be, I think that'd be great. So and eat it after every green. Yeah, yeah. Take take one bite for every time I get you know a par or better. So <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, second sponsor. Titleist, because I guess I, I need clubs and a ball, and I think they're a pretty classy brand. So I'm, you know, that's a pretty, pretty good brand to choose. Yeah. I think so. Uh, not that I, I have anything against any of the other brands, but right. they'd they'd be like my main brand, I think. And yeah. um, my, I'll I'll pick one more Kia mm-hmm. because I've been I've been dri- driving uh, Kias for the past seven years, and I thought thought maybe I can get a free one out of you yeah. know being sponsored. So. I think I think those would be kind of my main my main sponsors there. I like that. Those are good, yeah. those are good choices. Yeah. I think we both made great choices there. I think we made excellent choices. I'm excited to be on the PGA tour now. Yeah, sign me up for the LPGA. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> All, right, moving on to the, <laughs> All right, moving on to the next question I have for you. If you got to play Augusta National, which hole would you look forward to playing the most? Okay, so I, I've been to, obviously I haven't played, but I've been to Augusta, I think, uh, three times now. This year will be my, my fourth year. And 
the shot that makes me the most excited to want to play is um, the, the second shot on 15, the par 5 going mm. going down the hill. Now, granted, if I didn't hit a very good tee shot, I don't know how exciting that hole would be. But if I hit a good tee shot and got to the top of the hill and had a chance to go forward in two, that's the shot that I dream in my in my sleep. Those are, those are what my dreams are made of, hitting that second shot, you know, to that little sliver of green with the water in front, water behind. I would even care where it goes as long as I made solid contact. That's that's all that would that. that's all that would matter. And uh, you know, the two most famous par fives in the world maybe are thirteen and fifteen. So it's hard to, you know, either one of those I'd be I'd be pretty happy with. What what do you think? So, so that's the direction I'm going in. I'm for number thirteen. Okay. So and I'm the exact opposite of you. I've never been to Augusta. Um, I've only seen it on TV, so I only know it from the great shots that have been hit there and that basically win tournaments there, whether that's a shot or you make an incredible putt. So, And I love how it's shaped, that Mm -hmm. par five. And I think I would be able to par it, literally the only hole on the course, if I hit the most accurate tee shot of my life. (laughs) And that's only if I do that. But I think I could do it on one hole, which is number 13, my favorite hole, and I, I, I would love, I would love to, I would just love to play that whole hole, just the shot shaping of it. And if you end up in the pine needles, you know, like you either make a Phil Mickelson shot out of there or you just chip out and then you reach the green and, um, yeah, there's just so much history there. I, I would love to play that hole. Now that you mentioned that, I have a, a little bonus question for you. If you can go over and try to remake any shot that a pro has made at the, at the Masters, do you do you have one in mind? Like you know how Mickelson made that shot on thirteen, right. that second shot out of the pine straw, or like Bubba's shot on ten. Is there any one that you look back on? And you're like, I want to go and try to do that. So my only, I, I would try the, I would try Phil Mickelson's mm-hmm. shot, but the only problem is, is that I'm not a lefty, so it would be yeah. really really hard. So I think I would do Adam Scott's putt. Ooh, I like that on, on ten. Yeah, yeah, on 10, and it's it's not very far, but. You still have to, obviously you still have to hit a very accurate putt. So I think I would go and try that over any shot. I would do I would do a putt. I would do. A putt. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, there there are so many that I would want to try, but that that's a really good one. I'll say, you know, they they have a little spot where you can go and stand and see what Bubba was looking at on number Thank ten. You. Yes. Because obviously, you know, it's free to walk around in that area. It's not. It's one of the right. few shots that didn't take place you know, in between the ropes <laughs> and that the amount of hook that he needed being lefty and hooking it around with a wedge is just mind boggling. You can't even, I can't even, couldn't even imagine moving a ball that much out of the rough, let alone in that type of situation. So I, I don't, I don't think I would try that, but that, that one impresses me the most <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. pretty wild. Now, but again, it's lefty. Yeah, like, yeah. To think, to think about it right, he might be, if there's a tree there. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah. You'd really have to, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or the tiger chip on 16. That'd be another good one. Tiger chip. I mean, even Sergio's putt last year. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, there's, so, there's just so many. There's so much history there. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Let's go on to question number three. I'll ask you first. If you could play with one other person, so just a twosome, yourself and one other mm-hmm. person, then this person can be alive or, or have had passed away at any course in the world. You get a free pass to play 18 holes at any course. 
who would be your playing partner and where would you go? Okay, so this might be a little cliche, but it would want to be. I would want to play with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wasn't playing golf yet at the time when he passed away, so he was a very active golfer, and I know he really enjoyed himself in the scrambles. So I think we'd have a heck of a time out there, just enjoying each other's company and like playing just the game we love. Um, and I would want to go to Marion Golf Ooh. Club in Ardmore, PA. Yeah. Um, just outside of Philly, and I was there for the Walker Cup in 2009, and then obviously the U.S. Open there, and it's just a short little course for the pros, but I think it would just be so fun, and it's like a little quirky, you know, course, yet challenging for the casual golfer, and just to go out there and like hit it around with him, even if we just played like a two-person scramble and just had fun, I know he liked to smoke his cigars out (laughs) on the course, I think it'd be so much fun. So that's what I would do. That is a throwback course. You know, they don't have yeah. they don't have the flags. They have the uh, the wicker yeah, baskets. The wicker baskets. Yeah, it's it's and it's such yeah. a cool. You know, like you can make like a whole weekend out of it. Really, like you can go, you know, to Philadelphia, do the Rocky Steps, and I don't know. That would just be a that would be a dream come true. So, um, how about you? So I think we're uh, we're thinking very alike this morning. I okay. I. Uh, also chose my grandfather, who I called Papa. I, I don't know where that comes from, whether that's a, a English thing or, or whatever that may be. But um, he taught me, you know, how to play how to play the game to a certain degree. And we really that's how I really kind of grew to love the game was playing with him early on. So uh, and, and he passed away in two thousand nine. So I would I would love to go to uh, to Glen Abbey, which is uh, in his hometown of Oakville. And obviously, they play the Canadian Open there uh, a lot of years. Unfortunately, as we've you know we learned talking to Robert Thompson last year on the postcast, mm-hmm. the uh, Glen Abbey's future is is very much in peril, and they're not sure you know how many more Canadian Opens they're going to have. It looks like this it's going to be uh, developed possibly at some point. So which um, is crazy, which is crazy and and so sad to see. I remember hitting that tee shot on the uh, par 4 11th, which is a huge, uh, you know, downhill tee shot on that, on that par 4, one of the, one of the most beautiful tee shots in the world. Right. And uh, I think getting to, uh, to play with him one more time there, that would be my perfect, perfect twosome. Nobody else in the course just going around playing and, and having fun. That would, that would be my, my perfect twosome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like that we're on the same path there. Absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. All right, moving on. So this one's a little tougher, a little bit, a little interesting question. If you could have one player's long game, so driver, iron, iron game, one player's short game, and then one player's putting ability, whom would they be and why? Okay. So you're basically so, taking, so you're taking apart every player's yeah. game and you're taking one part of it. Yeah, you're kind of building the perfect golfer in a sense. The, the superhero golfer, basically. The, the superhero golfer. Yeah, I went a little bit outside the box. Not a ton, but um, they're all notable guys, but maybe not exactly like the, the stereotypical people you pick. I think a lot of people for a long game would go like Dustin Johnson, which is a mm-hmm. obviously a great pick. I couldn't, I couldn't you know, right. knock anybody for doing that. But I would go with Tony Finau. Um, I, I love his swing. It's just so flexible and it's a short backswing kind of like John Rahm and he really, he, he crushes it, but he's one of those guys that I feel like he could have a longer career than some other guys just because it doesn't seem like he has a very harsh swing on his body. It feel it's a, it's a very fluid motion and 
I, I really love his uh, his long game, and he's just a great ball striker. Obviously, one of the top guys in terms of driving distance on the on the PGA Tour. So I would take him for a long game. Um, mm-hmm. Short game, so you know, like around the green, scrambling ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to go with Justin Rose, which because uh, okay. I was I was looking at this, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to have like Phil's short game because he's unreal and what he could do. Right. But Justin Rose, in, in this decade, so 2010 through 2018, has never been outside the top 30 in strokes gained around the green, which is insane. And he's like, and you wouldn't associate him with having like an unbelievable scrambling, uh, you know, short game. But he's almost always around the top 10, and even this year in very limited uh, numbers, he's number one in uh, in strokes gained around the green. So I would I would take him just consistency and then uh finally for putting uh ricky fowler i mm. i love the way mm-hmm. that that ricky putts he was second on tour last year in strokes game putting and uh he just i love the way how he raises the putter right before he's about to hit and i i do the same thing obviously not as effectively but uh <laughs> getting getting you know the feeling of the of the putter head, I love the way that he that he uh, that he putts, and I covered the Honda Classic last year, and I think he was like, you know, fifty nine for fifty nine inside inside of ten feet putting, and really won his won that tournament through that through uh, through his putting ability. So those are the those are the three guys: Finau, Rose, and, and Fowler for me. How about okay. you? Um, just a really quick comment on Justin Rose, though. If you think yeah. about it, I could see that stat being like. Un, like obviously it's true, but I could see that stat being just unbelievably true because he really doesn't miss the green much. Yeah. But I feel like when he does, he gets up and down. Yeah, yeah. He's just a classy player, really is. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I like your picks. So I didn't go outside the box, but I'm being specific about my players. Okay. So, so, so just follow along here. So with the long game, I went with Rory McIlroy from 2014. Oh, okay. When he won everything on the planet. Yeah, both the majors that year, PGA and Open Championship. Yeah, right. So I want his long game from just from 2014. That's that's awesome. And if he wins this year a lot, maybe I'll take maybe I'll take this year too. Yeah. (laughs) So then I went with, of course, Phil Mickelson. I mean, I you just like there's no one better, right? Yeah, that that'd be so much fun. Even this weekend, even this weekend, like. Yeah, he might have flubbed like one or two, and like who doesn't flub one or two? But half the time, hit like like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I should say, like his his short game is spot on. So then, with the putting ability, I went with Patrick Reed from Ooh. the Ryder. Oh, that's dirty. Oh, that's good. He's just so dialed in and so focused, and just everything finds the bottom of the cup. It must be like eight inches in diameter for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy wild how big that cup is for him during Ryder Cup week. So I want his putting ability from the Ryder Cup all the time. So I go McElroy, Mickelson, Reed for my superhero golf abilities. That would be a great Ryder Cup player. You know, even beyond Reed, like Rory is pretty good in the Ryder Cup too. And, and you know, Phil's pretty good. Those, that's, a, that's a Ryder Cup, you know, stalwart team right there. And now, and now in my head, I'm like picturing how the person would look. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, the the head of Phil how, and the. <laughs> yeah, how would you, how would you build it? <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A little weird. <laughs> so, 
yeah. I like that. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we have time for one more question. And uh, the question is, this is a pretty cool one. What would you rather do during a round of golf? We'll assume that you're playing, you know, 18 holes in a regulation length course. So a hole in one, uh, breaking par for the total score, one putting every green, or hitting the longest drive of your life. So those are really tough because I would want to do all of them. In <laughs> Me <the> too. <laughs> <laughs> but I went with one putting every green. Hmm. I think it would be a lot of fun, but that also means, okay, so that means you're putting really, really well, but that probably also means your iron game is on point, and I love when my iron game is, like, <laughs> really good, so I'm going to take that every day of the week, and like, over any of those other ones. Yes, so I think a lot of people would jump right to the hole-in-one, and right. I don't necessarily blame someone for that, but I think, I think... Uh, you and I are just on the same page this morning. I, I think one putting every green would be just the coolest experience any golfer can have, to be honest. Because I, I think that means that everything went in. I mean, every single putt that you... Now, some of them may be, you know, you may chip up to a couple of feet and it may not be that exciting. But that means that you made, like, you had to have made at least one or two 30, 40-footers in the course of your round. And, and also... Anybody can kind of get a hole in one. I know it sounds weird, but you know, like I've I've been playing. You know, you and I have been playing golf for for a long time, and, and we're both pretty pretty decent golfers. I don't know about you. I, I've never I've never had one. I think you have, right? I've had one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but I have relatives who are you know not nearly as good as, as I am at golf, right. and then they have one, and you know, someone thin thin <laughs> like Alex Ovechkin has never played golf in his life, and he like thinned uh, an iron right. shot and, and had and had a hole in one. Like now, <laughs> there is a lot of skill involved. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a mixture of luck and skill. Like you can get a hole in one and not be a very good golfer. You cannot one putt every green and be awful. Like you have to be. You, you, you may be able to luck out and make a couple of putts on accident, but you have to be unreal to one putt every green, no matter, you, you have to be a really good golfer to do that. Right. So two, so two points just to follow up real quick. So you just said sometimes that um, maybe you're just chipping up to like a few feet and then you're putting it in, mm -hmm. but that also means your short game is like really good. Of course. Well, oh yeah. Which is also like, which is also a really good point. And then secondly, about the hole-in-one, okay, listen, hole-in-ones are great and all, but, like, you have to go buy drinks afterwards. <laughs> like, no one gives you drinks. You have to buy everyone drinks. Yeah. So that's what about the hole-in-one. Like, I, sure, hole-in-ones are awesome, and you, you have to play 18, all 18 holes for it to count or whatever and whatnot, but, like, what like what do you get? You don't get any, like, you have to buy people drinks. You're you're spending yeah. your own money. Yeah, new rule. If you one putt evergreen, everybody buys you drinks. I like it. Opposite I'm way in, around. I'm in for that rule. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it'll ever happen to me, but, but anyway. <laughs> I, digress. Oh. Like, I digress again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I really like that segment. I hope everyone listening enjoyed that segment because um, maybe you guys can tweet us, uh, tweet us or Facebook uh, message us some more uh, topics and questions that we can discuss just on a random roundtable Tuesday. And uh, we'll get to those. But let's jump into um, the PGA Tour this week. They're at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am at Pebble Beach in California. Our own Ron Green Jr. will be there for coverage throughout the week. So be, able, so be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for that. Um, the Pro-Am. So who do we have playing this week? 
Aaron Rodgers, Green, Green Bay quarterback, Tony Romo, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, now uh, works with Jim Nance on CBS for the NFL. Uh, who else have we got? Darius Rucker, Steve Young, Wayne Gretzky. So there are a bunch of names that are going to be fun to watch, and they're all really good players too. Like that's what angers me. They're all great. <laughs> you know, they, they went pro in something else, and now they're just coming and hanging out at the golf course and playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Not, not too bad. Um, and then we're going to make some picks this week. Sean, do you want to go ahead with yours? Yeah, Sean? definitely. This is a loaded field. I don't know if you've looked at this, but like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Rory, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, um, Mickelson, Snedeker, Kucher. This is a Reed. This is a really good, this is a really, really good field. And of course, you know, I'm not going to go with any of those guys because I'm crazy. I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Chappell. I I don't know why, but I just have a, a weird gut feeling about him this week. He was T6 at the Career Builder a couple weeks ago and uh, played pretty solid golf in, in Phoenix. And he's played well at AT&T in the past. I'm just going to go with Kevin Chappell on a whim. Nice. Okay, so all those guys you just mentioned, I'm going to pick one of them. Okay. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that girl. That makes more sense um, than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Patrick Reed. Um, he's had a pair of um, back-to-back top tens here, and his final round scoring average is a 68.2. Mm. Very nice. So um, he's, you know, he's tra- he trends here, and then he's trending on the up. Um, I think he's, I think he's had top 25 finishes in the last two week so um yeah i'm gonna go with patrick reed this week can't argue with that yeah, nice so um but that's all the time we have left on the postcast today like i said if you listen if you like listening to us this week let us know some of your burning questions and we might be able to answer them um just follow us on facebook or twitter and give us a shout either way so until next time hit him straight see you later